Razani with Digital CXO, and I'm here today with Ragu Subramanian. He is the Associate Vice President of Infosys. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thanks, Amanda. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. So y'all recently held the Infosys Leadership Summit at the Hall of Fame Open in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, that was last month. Can you tell me, you said it was history in the making. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and um, a little bit more about Infosys? Sure. Uh, uh, first, Infosys. Uh, Infosys is a global leader uh, in the software services realm. We have offices all over the world uh, and we are touching almost 300,000 people uh, the workforce. And uh, we are largely doing a lot of digital transformation work for uh, many of our customers who are across various industries, be it the financial services, um, the insurance, the retail, uh, communications, media and entertainment, and, and a variety of other industries with which we work. In fact, we even work with the private equity uh, as, as a particular vertical we focus with them. Uh, and... Uh, uh, this, this, all, this organization started with a very small seed fund of $250 in the year 1981 in, in Pune and then shifted to Bangalore. I joined this organization in 1994. Um, probably early, early joining, I must have been employee number 1,000 or something like that, give or take a couple of numbers this side, that side. And it's been 28 years and I've, uh, this organization has given me an opportunity to work on a variety of projects. I've spent my time early days working on a mobile telephone exchange for a company called Northern Telecom, then worked in the R&D group of Infosys quite a while, and then worked in the CIO office of Infosys, heading the innovation strategy, and then moved to the expert services of our artificial intelligence group, NIA. And, and my most recent job is to lead the tennis platform, which we do for the Australian Open, the Roland Garros, the ATP, as well as the Tennis Hall of Fame. And in addition to this, I also manage our strategic innovations for the Madison Square Garden, uh, a wonderful arena, one of the best arenas in the world, of course, uh, and, and also manage the innovations for Financial Times UK, uh, the Bloomberg in the in, in, um, US, and, and Dow Jones, and its six publication brands under that. So a lot of interesting opportunities to show the world what, are the, what is the potential of the digital transformation. Now, coming back to specifically Tennis Hall of Fame, uh, Manda, Tennis uh, Hall of Fame, as you know, every sport has a, a Hall of Fame of its own. And it's the, it's the, if you ask the two dreams of, of any sports person, one would be to be able to play at the, at the highest level of the sport. For a track and field athlete, it would be the Olympics. For a basketball player, that would be the NBA and, uh, and, and of the likes. And, and in tennis, it would be to be able to compete with the best and win the Grand Slams. And the second biggest ambition for any a growing athlete, um, and some of these at a very young age, is to be inducted into the Hall of Fame of their respective sport. Now, tennis has a very illustrious history, right from the British uh, Fred Perry, who went one in the 1930s till recently, Andy Murray won for Great Britain and, and restored their pride and legacy again. You have a very rich history. Australia dominated the sport for a long time in the 60s, 70s. And then it was the Americans, uh, John McEnroe, uh, Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras, uh, and, and then later Venus Williams and Serena Williams. And Serena Williams continues to be such an inspiration the world over. The great, probably the greatest tennis uh, star that has ever graced the tennis court would be Serena Williams, uh, undoubtedly. So it's a it's a it's a sport which is very unique in another aspect that 
probably the the respect and the treatment given to the women and men there is no other sport that can come as good as the best of my knowledge as good as tennis and i'll give you a couple of examples you will have the world cup of soccer for men and women in different time periods in different stadiums completely different fanfare tennis is the only event where you have interweaved men's and women's tournament both of them start on a monday and the finish on a fortnight later on the sunday saturday you have the women's final on the very same court where on sunday the two men are going to compete and win the win the grand slam either so in terms of prize money in terms of according prestige uh, broadcast timing importance primacy of the broadcasting importance in all aspects tennis probably is is one of the best sports when it comes to treating women uh, on par with uh, with men and women and and that was important for our organization to be able to associate with a brand that is all year round uh, is is very keenly and passionately followed by our target audience the cxos of our client organizations and and something that uh, 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 takes up uh, diversity and and uh, gives it serious importance in all aspects of its of its game so so that's how our relationship with tennis started and like i said every player dreams to be in tennis hall of fame so this was something that we were uh uh pursuing for for a while to be able to have a wonderful relationship with this tennis hall of fame and here we are very happy to have started our relationship with, with the tennis hall of fame yeah. that's great so um in regard to the world of tennis and digital transformation um how is tennis approaching digital transformation uh there are multiple aspects in which uh the digital transformation can be can be approached uh there are uh, uh, there are so many uh, uh technologies that have been on the anvil for a, for a long time and to be able to uh, leverage them whether it is for enhancing the experience of the fans whether it's the stadium visiting fan or a, a remote fan who is following the match on a broadcast or on an ott platform and providing solutions for the players and the coaches to be able to slice and dice the the matches that they they have played as well as their their player has played as well as their opponent upcoming opponent have played uh, to even to provide solutions for journalists who are covering who because of the pandemic are not in a position to travel sometimes so we provide the solutions are phenomenal you can write from creating digital uh, memorabilia art and and selling them as an nft art to be able to give tamper proof tickets as nft tokens to create automated highlights at the end of the match automated shot of the day for for a editor rather than have to comb be combing through a lot of shots being able to if a portal says these are the top 10 shots their job is vastly simplified so right from highlights creation to shot of the day to slice and dicing a match to creating an art, you know insightful infographic report for the for the journalists the trim, the scope for this is tremendous and our objective has been to travel with these various partners that we have and to realize them one by one yeah that's that's been our journey amanda so you mentioned nfts so um do you feel like nfts are being widely adopted at the moment or is that still kind of a new thing um how how do you anticipate nfts merging with tennis and becoming popular or are they already popular uh there have been uh, uh there there have been experimental efforts when it comes to nfts they have not yet become a, a 
a steady supply of NFTs. They have been more event-oriented NFTs. When you look at NFTs, you have uh, uh, would, would pure play digital asset and a hybrid asset, Amanda. Uh, For example, if 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 I'm given a, a winning shot of Federer uh, in 2017 uh, Wimbledon, let's say, where he defeats uh, Marian Cilic, uh, that's a pure digital art. You can you can Google and find this video in in YouTube also. So the experience is available for everybody, but the ownership is exclusive. It's just like having a reprint of a Mona Lisa in your drawing room. Anybody can have that, but there is only one original Mona Lisa and that's available only in in, uh, in Louvre. Uh, so authenticity is probably one of the most important aspects of the NFT digital asset. So here, what what some of the early adopters of NFT are doing are to have limited editions of digital art available for, for fans to collect them. Then you have a hybrid approach where you say that along with the NFT, you also have uh, a ticket, a ten thousand pound ticket to the center court of Wimbledon, the royal box, and you have an opportunity to have a photo opportunity with the with the winner of the of the tournament. So here we are moving away from a digital art and moving into a hybrid physical experience. The ticket is a real experience, and you're watching. It's not, not virtual anymore, right? So these are the kind of experiments that are being forayed. Australian Open uh, did a wonderful game that they hosted in Decentraland where. They divided the tennis court into small pieces and let it, anybody buy the land. And, and if a match, the last ball of the match, if it, the last point, the last valid bounce of the, of the ball happened in the square that you owned, let's say, then you are entitled to a bunch of goodies. Right? Okay. So, yeah, so these are the early days where a lot of people are, are experimenting and seeing how, uh, uh, what is the uptake for the NFTs. Now, if you look at the parallel in NBA, uh, initially, it was targeted as a simple card. You could own a LeBron James dunk for $10 and, and stuff like that. But very soon, their valuation, just like the 2000 bubble.com, you know, bubble bubble, their valuation skyrocketed, or more, more historically, the Tulip examples from the, from the Netherlands. Uh, suddenly, the valuation of all these assets skyrocketed, Amanda. So something, somebody bought a $10 LeBron James dunk video and that suddenly on the reselling market, it was selling for uh, $250,000, a $10 asset being sold for a quarter million dollars. So that led to a lot of people speculatively starting to buy this and, and NBA was at pains to tell the fans that don't do that, don't do this as a vehicle of investment instrument, but buy this purely as a fan so that you enjoy the value of what you are uh, doing with it. So these are early days for NFTs. There are different types of experiments but being done for us. This year, what we did was we took some of the fantastic uh, artifacts that um, Tennis Hall of Fame uh, are, are in possession of. They have a right from Western Union telegram that was sent to Arthur Ashe congratulating him when he wins the US Open. You have a tattered piece of a paper telegram that is still intact in the Tennis Hall of Fame Museum. Uh, to the tennis balls that were used, the, the, you know, there are vintage articles from the shoes that uh, champions wore when they played a, a tournament and won the Wimbledon. Uh, you have, a, it's, a, it's a collector's paradise. So what we did this year was on an experimental basis, took a few of those artifacts and digitized them and made them available such that a fan from anywhere in the world uh, could be able to see that. And then we gave a, a 3D augmented reality uh, a 3D uh, virtual reality experience for, for the fans to be able to take a peek at it, whoever visited the Tennis Hall of Fame precincts. 
next year we would want to broaden this and add more memorabilia and make this also available for the remote fans to be able to have this this experience what i myself felt and and that's what we would want to transmit to the the fans when you go to a place like this it really inspires you the kind of things that you see there it really inspires you and and our objective will be to see whether we can take a little bit of that inspiration and and transmit it through a through a virtual medium and and give it give it away all to the all the canvas fans about that's awesome so um in regard to that where do you see do you think the metaverse will be um coming into play as far as tennis and really any sport um you said as far as they own these nfts and i know metaverse has a lot of galleries where you can hang your nfts um and display them or even visit the the tennis hall of fame in the metaverse or you know along those lines do you see that happening um in the future very much very much it's uh, it will definitely happen it's inevitable um the early days of the metaverse uh, uh there has been a little bit of a rush i would say uh, uh to to go to the sand have the kind of a yes i have done the metaverse kind of a uh, uh bragging right but we are uh, uh very uh, uh we are taking this a little more cautiously and carefully so that the experience is not um, um a gimmicky and a one time visit but something that people like to come back again and again and and visit that if you look at if you ask any metaverse creator the 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 simple question you may want to ask them is uh, how many people visiting and how many are repeat visitors it's a it's typically a very uh, oneish experience most of the metaverse is fall into that category so for us uh, what is important is and there are some stellar examples in the american sports that we are closely following where they have taken a a different approach to the metaverse they have an an actual mc hosting an event in the metaverse rather than uh, expecting the metaverse itself to sustain interest uh, with the with the audience so you imagine visiting an empty stadium versus an mc uh, being in the stadium and and engaging with the audience that's the difference between a, a metaverse that's by itself operating by itself versus having an mc operate the uh, the metaverse so we're looking at various uh, uh, aspects of the metaverse right from what nba did with top shots to what um, uh, uh, what some of the other sports in the us are doing when it comes to metaverse how are they attracting retaining the the time span and the attention of the uh, of their audiences and and in co- trying to incorporate all of that into this it's 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 one thing to have all these beautiful artifacts and have a textual description but it would be completely another thing to have an avatar come in and walk you through the museum like a real tour guide and it will be even greater if the avatar is capable of modifying to different types and forms based on the person that's coming in imagine uh uh, uh you're from texas now the avatar speaks with the texan accent i'm i'm not saying you're from texas i'm just hypothetically guessing for person to, is that <laughs> it was just purely luck i used to live in dallas in 96 back in 96 yeah so uh, if you have a uh, texas uh, uh if you would like a person with the avatar with the texas accent to to walk you through the showroom all of those are the things that are possible in a real museum it's impossible to get a Uh, a, a guide who can speak your language and your dialect and your accent but with metaverse those are all the possibilities that that emerge among and those are the things that we we started with a small experimental uh, version of showing uh, the beautiful assets on which tennis hall of fame sits today uh, but but going ahead we want to be able to expand that and and add a lot more 
uh, engagement so that fans find it a riveting experience when they come in. That's awesome. That will be very cool. Um, do you do you foresee that the metaverse is going to last and is just going to uh, be utilized more and more as we move forward? Yeah, sure. It'll go through the 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 hype cycle that that Gartner has made very famous, right? So there will be peak of inflated expectations, then it will come to the trough of disappointment, and then settle down to a plateau of steady state. Uh, at this stage, I think we are still climbing the peak of inflated expectations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There, there's so many opportunities with it. So I'm excited to see where they go. I want to thank you so much, Raghu, for coming on and sharing your insight today about the world of tennis and digital transformation. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Lovely. Thanks a lot, Amanda. It was a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you.